Today on the show, I'm answering a question from a listener who asks, what does one do if after adding up my fixed expenses, there is no money left over and nothing to cut back on? Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt, and I have no announcements except for check out my new website because I spent the last two weeks and every spare moment I could hyper-focusing in a very large and not necessary way on redesigning my website. So that's www.dewittcm.com slash ADHD. I, for some reason, just actually genuinely enjoy like designing websites. And so I did that for way too long and I should not have, but I did. And that's okay because I did it. I feel proud of it. I feel good. I could have gotten a lot of client work done. I could have done a lot of other things I need to get to, but that's it. So today I want to talk about this question that I got, which, and guys, by the way, please ask me questions on Instagram. ADHD Money Talk is my handle on Instagram. That's where most questions come in. So just if you ask me a question, I'm literally going to answer it on the podcast. So you will get to hear it. And I wrote an entire blog post about this answer from this one question. So do you want me to write an entire blog post about a question you have? I probably will do it because I need to be fed questions because it makes my soul smile and be happy. And it makes me want to continue doing the podcast when I feel like there's an audience that's engaged. And that's okay, because I, you know, you probably have a question in your head right now, and then you forget to do it. And like to go actually ask a question, that's like go open your phone and go to find me on Instagram or go to my website, whatever. I know it's a lot of work. Okay, I know. But if you do, I'll be very happy. So anyways, so this question was, what does one do if after adding up fixed expenses, there's no money left over and nothing to cut back on? So this is not a fun situation. I totally first of all, relate to this because I am someone who used to have, when I was making less money, but was living like I lived growing up, which was kind of getting what I wanted or having things taken care of or not having to wait that long for whatever I wanted. So I got into the real world and I had to work for money, but I was living as though I made and limited money, so I understand what it's like to have no money left over. However, the wrinkle with this question is there's nothing to cut back on. So that's different because, like in my situation, there was plenty to cut back on. I was being nutty. So this is not a fun situation. It can feel very hopeless, and I just want to let anyone know, anyone out there who has the situation know that even though it feels terrible, there are things you can do. And there's other people in a similar situation as you. I have no idea about the details or circumstances behind this question besides what I'm told. So I'll do my best to sort of address this issue from a few different angles. There are definitely a lot of thoughts in my head about this. So I will try not to lecture. I feel like sometimes I do that, but that's okay. So bear with me as I flesh this out. So the first thing I would say to do is to get really super downright ugly honest with yourself if you're saying there's nothing to cut back on, are you potentially viewing some wants as needs? One of the cornerstones of wealth building and of having basically a high financial IQ 
is simply frugality, which really just means spending less than you make. Frugality really all it comes all it really comes down to for frugality is spending considerably less money than you make. So think of it like like uh, Jeff Bezos is like worth billions upon billions of dollars. Actually, let me use the example of Mark Zuckerberg because I was just reading about this when I very randomly went down the rabbit hole on my phone and decided to look up celebrities or famous people who live modestly because I just think that's fun. But um, Mark Zuckerberg came up as one. So he's worth what? Like Google is telling me $63.6 billion. So he apparently lives in a home that he bought for like $7 million, which is incredibly frugal on the part of Mark Zuckerberg relative to his buying power. Like he, if he wanted to, he could buy a home worth $500 million. You know, like he, he could afford that. But no, he, he's someone clearly who's probably valuing just modesty and having what he needs over anything luxurious. So that's obviously a different sort of world. But what I want you to do is just be very honest about what is a need versus a want. Needs being, if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the bottom two rungs, I find are, I think are really what we should be considering needs. Um, and the bottom two rungs of the pyramid are physiological needs. So that's things that keep you alive, literally alive. And then safety needs is the second from the bottom, which is things like your health, feeling safe, employment. So basically that means what that really means is financial security. So financial security to me is a need because if you think about it, financial security is buying you things that you need to actually survive. So you can go through the list of things that you think you cannot cut back on and ask yourself, are these things keeping me healthy enough to live okay? Is it keeping me safe? And then is it food? Is it water? Is it my home, which I can't get rid of, or clothes, like like literally just like the most basic clothes just so we can be clothed and stay warm when it's cold. So anything besides like that isn't technically a need. So our very consumerist and commercial and USA, you know, this, our society is so hell-bent on stuff and gadgets and shiny new stuff. And, you know, ADHD, West ADHDers, we fall into this trap quite a bit. We've really started to take on a lot of wants as needs. People who score low, because I, I, I give out assessments to my clients that score you on things like frugality, people who score low on frugality are much more likely to be falling into this trap. Things like internet and cable and all the streaming, it's okay to have these. I'm, and I'm in no way saying like you need to get rid of all this stuff. I'm just saying for in a drastic situation, which it seems like this question is kind of pointing to, these are things that you do need to consider. Like a gym membership is nice, but it's not in need because you could get adequate exercise, the amount that keeps you basically healthy in place, standing in place. You could do jumping jacks for 30 minutes straight and you would, if you did that every day, jumping jacks for 30 minutes, you'd be in really good shape. And I'm not saying you should just, just start jumping in place for exercise. I certainly don't do that. I, I go to a CrossFit gym. I pay good money to, to do this, but I'm also able to save a considerable amount of money 
So this is something that, like the amount that I need to be on track for my goals so I'm able to afford this. If I wasn't able to, if something bad happened and I lost like half my clients and my business fell apart or, you know, whatever, I would 100% that I would scrap that in a second because all the other stuff comes first. It's so much more important. Um, there's other things you can do around the edges to cut back that, you, that are maybe not obvious, like consolidating your debt can definitely help. If you're able to get a lower rate or you have a lower monthly payment overall, you can use credit counseling organizations where they'll negotiate for you on your behalf with your credit card companies to get you a lower monthly payment. You can just call your credit card companies and ask for a lower rate. They may do that because a credit card company would rather you pay some interest than nothing at all. You can call your car insurance and ask for a lower rate or see if there's anything you can do to get your rate lowered. Tell them about your amazing driving record. You can cut the cord for cable. Nowadays, you know, most people, unless you're you're working from home and need really amazing internet, you know, half decent internet and a couple of streaming subscriptions, you can get by with that. Um, you can evaluate your mobile bill and check on your mobile bill because, you know, I have a couple of clients who are paying like 25 bucks a month for mobile and I think they have a kid um, because they do like a pay as you go and they use like a flip phone. But like, you know, if you can get over the the shock of like going to a flip phone and en- embrace it as being an opportunity to maybe connect more with the world and spend way less money on mobile, like there's things that you can do. You just have to be able to sort of dive in and, and do it. Even though the most poor people in America have it better than the like rich people in some of the poorest places in the world. So you got to keep things in perspective. You know, you see videos, you see images of people and other, and this is, you know, there's a lot of different cultural stuff and which I have no idea about, but I just, this is just me, like my opinion or my feeling is when I see people in, in other parts of the world in third world countries where, where they have nothing like we do, but you kind of see, and I don't know if this is just because I'm seeing something that's filtered or whitewashed or whatever, but you just see like there's a lot of seemingly happy, really joyful, happy, grateful people that have, by our standards, nothing, but seem like they're probably happier than us in some way or as fulfilled or maybe more spiritual or maybe more in touch or maybe more connected to their community or to their, you know, if it's like a tribe in Africa or something or, you know what I'm saying though, things and stuff and buying and it's not the route to, um, in my opinion, to to self-actualization doesn't need to be at least. So a lot of the things that we think we need, we really don't need. And that's all I'm really trying to say. That's that's my long way of saying that. um, I hope that makes sense. And I really hope no one thinks that I'm sounding high and mighty because I do not in any way, shape or form always practice what I preach. Well, and I'm not, you know, I get, this is, this is the worst part of my ADHD. I get so many different varying thoughts in my head at once that I cannot figure out which order to go in or what to say next. So it's it's very choppy sometimes. It's like, why am I even doing a podcast? But that's all right. So overall, I know there'll be some that disagree with me and that's okay, but try and be as honest as you possibly can with yourself. Um, It may be painful to cut things that feel uh, non-negotiable. You know, it really will be. But the alternative to that is, is and can be and may be very much worse. Like the financial consequences of of not getting things straightened out is worse. Like I'm talking about like bankruptcy and having to ask people for money or things that are more embarrassing or more terrible and more anxiety producing. Another thought on this. So again, the question is basically what do you do if after adding up fixed expenses, there's no money left over and nothing to cut back on? 
boy, I really, again, it's not an enviable position to be in or to feel in because that can feel very, very limiting and, and kind of hopeless because, you know, how on earth are you supposed to, you know, save for anything in the future or protect yourself in the future if, if you just feel like you have no, absolutely no ability to save, even if you're being extremely tight belted, you know, that, that's, that sucks. That's, that's a struggle. Something that I absolutely don't like having to tell people, but I do have to tell people this because it is important and it needs to be known. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people, they think or they feel as though they're making enough money to be able to, to, to be able to do these things. But when I look at their cash flow and I'm, you know, if I look at a prospect or, you know, someone who reaches out to me and we have our, a discovery session and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm asking them about their expenses and their income stuff and I start putting it on a spreadsheet and I start looking and I just start thinking like, unfortunately, there's really there's really no magic potion here. There's like, there's some little things around the edges you can do, but you're not going to be able to, to build anything of anything meaningful until you either make some drastic changes on the fixed expense side, like downsizing. But a lot of times, even in that case, they're already at like the cheapest apartment they can find in so-and-so city where they work. So they have to stay there. And so it comes down to earnings, income, it comes down to not making enough money to be able to live the life that you think, well, that you definitely deserve to live, but the life that you think you can live, but you can't live that life because you're not making enough money and it's hard to get by when you're not making enough money. So after, you know, reviewing some situations, it just becomes clear, you know, that, that the issue is not necessarily, you know, extravagant spending. It's not impulsive spending is not the issue. It's not any of that. It's just not making enough money. So I hate having to explain that, but sometimes I just have to tell people that. And so that is something to be considering um, as well when you're thinking through this, this situation that you're in. At this level of income, especially you know after the past few years of inflation, it would be hard for anyone, whether you have ADHD, spending impulses or not, to be able to save money. So you don't feel guilty or shameful about it. You're trying the best you can. You're actually doing amazing, you know, relative to, to, to other people who, who make a lot more than you and are spending a lot more, you know, relative to them, you're doing amazing. And so, like, the inflation thing is so real. Like, it's real as real can be. So, like, over the last three years, food prices have increased by 17%. 17%. So actually, it's really the last two years because it was 7% in 2021 and, like, 10% in 2022. So, that's 70% in two years. And our wallets literally feel thinner all the time because it's just taking money from us, you know? And if you haven't had any increase in income or maybe even a D or small decrease in income, you have effectively lost 10% of your spending power thanks to inflation and 17% of your spending power when it comes just to food. But the overall inflation was 10% over the last two years. So you've lost 10% of your spending power. That's like getting a 10% pay cut. That's what it is. That's what happened to all of us who did not get any kind of raise over the past two years. So if things are all of a sudden feeling extra tight, this is another part of the problem. So what do I recommend in this case? So this is the case of, it turns out you're just not making enough money. You're going to be stuck in the situation and unable to make progress towards goals or towards future security. What do you do? You have to make more money. It's really as simple as that. You have to find a way to increase your income. And you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. Speaking to the average able-bodied person out there who has some time that they can spare 
you can make more money. You don't necessarily need to rush out and do something you don't want to. You don't have to do that. You can take some time and figure something out. You know, as humans, our biggest asset, in my opinion, is our brain. So I always encourage folks to learn new skills and make themselves more marketable. You can learn stuff on YouTube. There's free courses on things like Coursera or there's things out there you can learn. Go on Fiverr.com and look at all the different gigs that are out there. Look at all the things you could do that you actually would enjoy doing because you have a new skill that you developed and you can keep up and you can make money on the side and make more money. And then when you make more money, it's all gravy. If you're just barely getting by now, but all the new money is gravy, you can save that. You can put it towards goals. So also read some books on financial literacy. That's the most, the most powerful thing you could ever do in terms of financial, your financial life is to spend time every week reading up on personal finance because it is so powerful when you learn how to make money work for you. So that's basically what my answer is to the question. Be more ruthless in your review of what you can cut back on. Be more honest. And then you have to find a way to make more money. That's kind of what it comes down to for me. And the last thing I'm going to say on this is, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Um, we got to understand what we are trying to accomplish over the long term. Sure, we can make drastic lifestyle changes to save some money. And sure, we can find some way to make extra money and save. But what is the end game? It is so important, I've said this a million times, to figure this out so you can use the money that you create from spending less or making more to get where you want to be. And for many, that is simply security and more freedom. And so in that case, it is incredibly important that you don't just stick it in a savings account unless that's what you need. Unless you like... First, yes, because we've talked about the order of operations. Yes, an emergency fund is really important. But once that's full, you really need to know what to do with the extra money. Because if it's not, if it's just sitting in a savings account, it's not going to work for you. So buying assets, real assets, and investing, which is another way of saying buying assets, is what you got to do so you can get your money working for you, create passive income, create a fortress around yourself so that you can escape the rat race eventually one day and be comfortable. So that's what I got for you today. This has been Dave DeWitt telling you to get out there and go do it.